A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by the actor you'll know from Entourage and Mr Selfridge, Jeremy Piven. He's a bit of an Anglophile. Yeah. Um, spends a lot of time here and he's doing some stand-up gigs in this country. I, th- and, uh, I thought we, he was on, actually, with us. <laughs> yeah, we spoke to him. He was good value. Um, we also ended up, uh, when unfortunately one of our guests didn't turn up, talking about Andy's need for a pedalo. I oh, know. Seriously. Um, but we did talk about that. We talked about other matters uh, as well. Ollie Murs joined us, made a welcome return to the show after many years. It was good to chat to him. And Mark Pugh, former Bournemouth and QPR player, doing a lot of fine work with uh, Academy players. He told us about that. And so here it all, all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Andy. Yeah, Brighton got a lot of injuries at the moment, actually. So, they have, yeah. Two yeah, nasty yeah. ones in the week, which is hard for them. This is the thing when the team does well, but if they've only got a smallish squad, it's yeah. going to affect them. Uh, anyway, BBC Sport website asked a very interesting question this morning. I oh, saw yeah. on Twitter. Is Saudi Arabia's uh, involvement in Newcastle an attempt at sport washing? Of course it isn't. You know Prince MBS. You're a massive fan of Jackie Milburn. You yeah. Loved him, yeah. Well, that's right. They're just... What a question. I, mean, I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to be prepared to get him on to answer questions about... <laughs> Alan Gowling, are they? I mean, that's that's not going to happen, is it? Not uh, really, sing no. the Mirandina song to us. <laughs> Name is Mir- he's not yeah. from Argent. No, I'm not singing the rest of it. Don't no, worry. No. Chris Wattle thinks that Newcastle yeah. can tempt Paul Pogba. Oh yeah, that's all he's ever wanted. Well, I mean, they can afford it. I'm well, sure they, they would sit down it, with Mino know. Raiola, one of his many tracksuits, and discuss yeah. it. You've got, uh, to, you've got to do this. I've been reading some interesting articles. You've got to do this in the right way. Mm. I mean, even City and even Chelsea took it out. You can't just do it instantly because you wreck your wage structure. You get players that are only going there for the money. You've got to buy the right players and build up, and then attract to get the right manager, and then attract the the top top players. Yeah. You can't you can't just go for Mbappe in the first window. Although right. you know, it City won't work. And you, um, but you it know, took you, time. Yeah, it, it did take time to get it right. But you did have initial splurges when the money came in. Oh, you yeah. signed players that you couldn't have signed before. So no, you're going to see that. You're going to see two or oh, three. Oh yeah, no, they're going to sign players. Two or three biggish yeah. signings. A very good piece by Luke Edwards, a man we often talk to about Newcastle. Very well connected at the club. A lot of contacts there. And his piece um, it starts. It is chaos, complete and utter chaos. Was how. 
one well-placed observer described Newcastle United's first week under the new owners, simply because even though this thing's mm. been in the pipeline for ages, when it was a re- when it was actually signed off, they were like through the door the following day, and yes. there's so much to do, you know, you're picking oh, yeah. the whole thing up. It's been a weird time for the players. Well, at least they had international uh, break yeah. to sort of I mean, sort it out. They probably would have known that yesterday that we've seen the statement from Amanda Stavely now saying that Steve's in charge tomorrow. We'll hear from him later on. We'll be across that press conference. But um, it's been a weird week for the players, apparently. Didn't know who they were going to be playing for at the weekend. You know, Steve and, his, mm. and all the staff don't know whether they're still going to be employed. You know, there's a bit of an odd atmosphere. And, you know, I mean, despite Spurs' awkward start to the season, they've still got you know good, good points total. They played well in the last game. So players like Sonny, it's not going to be yeah. easy for Newcastle. I think they'll get a big lift initially from the fans, but they need to make a good start in the game. I mean, Otherwise, look, I, you know. I'm not a Newcastle fan. I'm sure there's a bunch of them listening today. But, I mean, I'm sure they probably would have felt... A clean break, new owners coming in, and maybe they feel that, that Steve and his team are part of that old regime which they were railing against. Um, so maybe it would have made more sense to have to have made that. But clean if, they break. Only, if they're going to just get rid of him on Monday, so yeah. if, if Newcastle have a bad result, then there was no point to it, and it, yeah. it seems unfair on Steve. Because I well, can't really. see him; they're not going to be singing the, the Steve Brew songs. I wouldn't think because you know it should be a fantastic mm. atmosphere. So it's a Complete sellout. I mean, it's the first sellout of for the last well, it, for, it, two it and a bit years. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it should be. A, if Tottenham score early, I think they're going to have to get on the front foot. We can't have old passive Nuno. We can't have that just waiting for the other team because they they will come on us and they get their tails up with the crowd behind them. You might as well forget it. So Tottenham are going to have to be on the front foot. Yeah, you look for a reaction from Kane as well. But I mean, you know, he's not. He's a clever bloke. He knows that people are talking about him and he yeah. knows his form isn't right. Yeah. Was, the thing is... I, was, that was know, a real low for him for, yeah, it, for England I've, the other I've night. I've watched a lot of him and I, I take on board Eric Dyer and what everybody's been saying to you know, you know, class is permanent, etc. Well, He'll come through. But this does feel slightly different. I've watched mm. enough of him to know when he's just going through a start of the season blip. Uh, but he's off it. His touch is off. Yeah, something's not finishing right. is not off. Right, yeah. He's too easily caught in possession. The amount of moves that broke down with England the other day when it found its way. I mean, I know he always has two people mm. uh, on his back, but this is slightly different from the normal sure. Harry Kane's making a slower start to the season. Mm. But anyway. And I don't know if you saw, there's been a, there are rumours of a toy shortage and it's caused panic buying in toy I shops. I saw that, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? So it's a, it's a great marketing tool, the, the shortage. So yeah. can I just say we're running out of the new TalkSport quiz book. There's none left on the shelf. That's right, Quick. honestly. If, 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 get one now, for goodness sake. Was that put out by a bloke called Alan Hamley, the, the toy shortage story? Imagine that. Oh, Hamley's, they've got their top ten this week. Hamley's yeah. top ten, oh Top yeah. ten of toys for Christmas. Well, let, let me know which one you Want and I'll get it for you. What's what? It, what are you eyeing, Andy? What this am Christmas? I eyeing? Let's have a look. What can Santa get for you? Um, if I, if I come. Well, there's the Playmobil Police Robot. Oh yeah, that sounds good. good, isn't it? Robot with a movable legs and gripping arm, and then. Know that police, police are not really allowed <laughs> to do that. Not they they're gripping arms, are they? Yeah, they should have a gripping arm. I think you could find yourself up <laughs> before the board. The Shifu or Boot Earth. That's an augmented. It's making noises <laughs> now. Just telling you what it is. It's an augmented. Shifu or Boot Earth. <laughs> yeah, it's an augmented reality globe with dedicated you app. Are. <laughs> dedicated app. Yeah, the Nerf Elite Flip. Just, a, it's just words, <laughs> Andy. What are you talking about? The Nerf Elite Flip. It's a blaster with back-to-back barrels. 
You are. <laughs> I could do that for every one of it. It'll get boring, but I will keep doing it. Yeah. What are the others? The Huggable Avocado. No, you're not, you're not one of those. Let's <laughs> be honest. Is that the wife's pet name for you? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Anything else? And uh, the Magic Mixes Cauldron, a cauldron with interactive soft toys. There you go. So, a cauldron? Good to see the uh, Barbie Dreamhouse, though, latest refurb of classic dollhouse. Yeah. Uh, you know, it never goes out of fashion. Do you like it? a little Barbie Dreamhouse? <laughs> Why not? If I can get a lot, I can't promise you, because obviously they've been cleared of the shelves. I'm still so. trying to get Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Island, wasn't Tracy it? Island. That's right. <laughs> Tracy Island. I know Island. what I, I know what I meant. Yes, that's right. Well, you just didn't I say. I am the man that brought is... you Sir Johnny Weaver. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, what a moment that was yesterday. You can the... see it now on TSH and J. Yes, uh, in the birthday spread yesterday, uh, and he was uh, he struggled with the pronunciation of Sigourney Weaver <laughs> and called her Sir Johnny Weaver. <laughs> just... It was meant to be Sir Johnny Weaver. Sir Johnny Weaver. Wrong. I could just see him. I just inclined. Climbing out of a helicopter <laughs> with his fake peerage. A terrible bloke he would be, said Johnny Weaver. Uh, big ruddy cheeks. Played by people like Paul Whitehouse. It'd be that sort of, wouldn't it? Be that sort of, that's Sir Johnny Weaver, he's that, he's that character. Anyway, you can tell... Andy's going to be in enemy territory, as we were saying to Natalie uh, tomorrow. We always love a tale of enemy territory. Uh, Andy did one of the finest things ever when he... Um, when at he West pretended Ham. at West Ham, when he pretended to be... Was it Norwegian? Danish. Danish. Like uh, Premier but, League football. Board. Yeah, I don't know, it came out. It sounded like the Swedish chef, but it doesn't matter. They but they fell for it. They fell for it at West Ham. They'll fall for it. Apparently, they'll fall for anything at West Ham. <laughs> well, they're not discerning about the difference of Scandinavian accents. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know, the football audience is a, no finish. He's forty-eight. But you know, a lot of a lot of football clubs do have kind of Scandinavian <laughs> fan clubs. It would have been a complete yeah. disaster for you, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it, if had some bloke said, "Oh," and then sort yeah. of Olaf from the Danish. <laughs> That's, That's right. The Danish hammers. Yeah. <laughs> so if your tales are being in. Uh, enemy territory talksport.com text 81089 tweet tsh and j sometimes you think you've got away with it i remember going to qpr mark bircham got some tickets for qpr tottenham and it was that, that sort of period when it all went pear-shaped for harry after he was linked to the england job and qpr won one nil and birch's cousin was also a spurs fan and we sat in mm. the main stand you know with birch up with all the qpr fans yeah. and we, we you know we thought we'd got away with it we hadn't and at the end this bloke said not a great result for your boys, was it? Yeah, so yeah. you just think... Oh, I had the same with Birch. So I went to yeah. QPR and sat with him and said, yeah, people know. They do. They can tell. You just don't react the, the best, in the, the same The best way. one ever to me was when I was at Arsenal. I was using Tom Watts season ticket. So it was the most Arsenal of Arsenal areas in yeah. the ground. You couldn't get more Arsenal. Hybrid. Couldn't get more Arsenal, really. <laughs> and uh, it was a, it, we, it was 2-0, then it was 2-2 to Arsenal, then it was 3-2 to Arsenal, then Dennis Wise equalised right at the end. And, of course, that's what happened at Brentford. It's very hard. that You can be quiet for two goals, but if it's the sort of late winner, it's yeah. really hard to sit in your hands. And I did get up to go up and celebrate, and this bloke must have realised that he put his hand on my shoulder and stopped me from jumping. He saved me, really. <laughs> Definitely. It's like the end of the great escape, but not <laughs> almost. Without the jeopardy, obviously, I wouldn't compare it with that. So, it's all um, etiquette, though. You've just got to remember yeah. respect. If you're going to be doing that, yeah. then keep quiet, basically. Yeah, that's right. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Just a reminder that uh, James Sivendra will be uh, keeping an eye on the Steve Bruce press conference later on, the one we probably didn't expect to see a few days ago. And uh, we'll bring you some of the highlights from that. I'm sure it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Anyway, we um, we move on to the world of comedy. You'll know Jeremy Piven from Mr. Selfridge and uh, Entourage, but uh, he has been um, doing stand-up uh, for a while now, yeah. um, but he is making his uh, UK stand-up debut. Over, yeah, a lot of interest in Yeah, that. over the weekend. He's going to be at the Leicester Square Theatre, and he joins us now. Hi, Jeremy. How you guys doing? We're good, mm. yeah. yeah. Do you, any nerves, or are you beyond all that after all these years? You know what? I, to be totally honest with you, I'm really excited. Mm. Um I know, you know, I was lucky enough to be over here for four years shooting Mr. Selfridge, and I, I went to school here back in the day, and you guys, you know, everyone here has a great sense of humor, and they hold, they hold comedy to a very high standard, and so it's intimidating, and yet I've been looking forward to this debut for a very long time. Wow. Who, who were your kind of comedy heroes? I mean, maybe from the world of stand who are the stand-ups you admire, and what, what sort of comedy, maybe British comedy that, that you, you've loved over the years? Well, you know, I, I'm not, I don't mean to name drop, but I was with Jimmy Carr last night till about a million o'clock. Right. Uh, you know? I'm surprised um, you recognised him, actually. He looks completely different. <laughs> he, he, by, by the way, he looks fantastic. Mm. Whatever whatever he's having, I want I want it all. <laughs> I mean, my God almighty. He's, no, he, but he's very, he's very honest about, you know, his journey to look like a Ken doll. He's very, he's very honest about it. And, and he was, um, he was, he was, we were all hanging out with like uh, uh, an American comic named Jeff Ross and Dave Chappelle. And Mm. we were all hanging out and, and uh, I've been loving this journey. Uh, It's, it's, it's been incredible. Jeff Ross, of course, is a veteran of many a roast, uh, isn't he? Yes. And standing next to Jimmy Carr, 
he looked. Have you had to adapt your act for a sort of British audience, or are you just going to give it? Them... No, I, you know, I, I, I've been, th I've been working on, you know, how best to, you know, we speak the same language differently, and, you know, I, I have to adapt this, and and I've been lucky enough to to really know and have lived in this culture and appreciate it. And you guys have mastered the fine art of self fun. Um, is some of it sort of anecdotal? Do you, do you talk during the set with people you've worked with over the years? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's interesting. Uh, it's it's stories, stories from the sets, whether it be Entourage or any of the, the journeys that I've been on. And in terms of sports with you guys, you know, I've I've been co-hosting with the great Mike Tyson on his podcast for a while. Hmm. And so I've I've been lucky enough to to talk and mix it up with a lot of great athletes and talk about just my journey and then it's observational stuff, it's impressions. I'm all over the map. Right. Is, yeah. Was this something you always wanted to do? I mean, did you do you didn't do sort of stand up in parallel when you were acting? Was this something you thought, you know, I've always wanted to try this, so I'm gonna <clears> go <throat> for it? Well, you know, I, I hosted Just for Laughs, which is, you know, in 2008, hmm. which which was one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world. And I grew up doing sketch comedy, oh. which is, you know, whose line is it anyway over here and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I've been I, I started a million years ago with a guy named Chris Farley in Chicago. So I've been doing comedy my whole life and been writing and doing my thing and then you know, uh, I've been lucky enough to work as an actor, and uh, so I haven't had as much time. And now it's just uh, I, I'm really going as deep into it as I can. And and Leicester Square is one of my favorite theaters, and I thought it was a perfect place to start with you guys because it's intimate, you know, um, and we all get to hang out, you know, a few hundred people in the same room, and and. And have a laugh, and I know it sounds pretentious, but I think, I think right now we all need a laugh. It's almost like uh, it's it's a service that we need. Mm, sure, yeah, it's true. And funny, before you came on, we were talking about the venue because we've both seen quite a bit of comedy there. You're right; yeah. it is a good place to watch. Yeah, I I think it would be foolish for me to come in hot with a really big venue. You know, I wanna I wanna connect with the audience and and do it properly. And I get up around town and under the radar and, and the audiences have been incredible here. I love it. Now you do challenge the audience. You kind of you stray into some areas that may make some people uncomfortable. Uh, so I've read somewhere saying that your work's done if a few people walk out. And what struck <laughs> me is you've got two very different, you're known for two very different shows. If you, an entourage audience will know you, but the kind of Mr. Yeah. Mr. Selfridge, the ITV yeah, one nine o'clock audience is very different. I wonder if you're going to have a few nans in the audience who've come, come to see Mr. Selfridge. <laughs> Well, I hope so. I hope I, I no, I, re, I really do because I, I, I think that's that's one of the great things about you guys is like, it's really a multi generational experience. When you go to the pub, you know it, it's the demographic is all over the map, and that's what I would love my show to be. And by the way, I think I was kind of misquoted to be totally honest mm -hmm. with you. I mean, I don't, I'm not looking to make people get up and leave. Sure. Um, and the great thing about stand up is you know, it's the last arena right now where you can really utilize your freedom of speech. 
So you get up there and you speak the truth as, as you know it. And, you know, they're, they're either with you or they're not. But it's your job to really make them laugh. Well, um, there's been some talk over the years about sort of entourage returning. You think, you think it ever will? You, you never know. You, you absolutely never know. I kind of feel like I'm the last to know in a weird way. Mm. I, ha- I have this podcast called How You Live in J. Piven, and, and I just had the creator of Entourage, Doug Ellen, on. And he's up for it. I'm up for it. Um, so it's, you know, it's, I think uh, right now we have a lot of content and people are trying to find shows to connect to. And I think people are, you know, what I'm sensing is that they really connected with Entourage and they miss it. That's the sense I get from people. And it's almost like comfort food. So sometimes you got to give the people what they want. And a chance maybe to kind of go back and see what's happened to those characters because, you know, with that passage of time, it would be quite interesting, wouldn't it, to see what's gone on in their lives, if anything's changed. I think a lot, I think it's a great point. I think a lot has changed. And I think that's very fertile ground to explore. You know, how would Ari Gold navigate these times? Yeah. I I think it would be hysterical just to (laughs) kind of watch him you know, he would just, he would blow up at Lloyd and then who knows what would happen. No, exactly. Yeah, they, <clears> these <throat> are very different times. So you couldn't act like that. That's do you, true. out of interest, do you ever shop at Selfridges? And you, <laughs> and you go in there. Do people must, complain must to tempting. you? It must be very tempting for somebody to come up and say, I, I bought this last week and I want to exchange it. <laughs> uh, but, then I get, but then I would get my characters confused and go into an Ari Gold rant and they'd be even more confused. <laughs> that probably right? would. Now, yeah. sports, sports-wise, um, yeah. I don't know if you've taken on any kind of British sports things. You are a Chicago Bears fan, I understand. Is that right? I, I am a Bears fan. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a huge British boxing fan. Okay. Um, I, I, I just left the gym. It sounds like I'm taking these victory laps, and I'm not. Um, <laughs> but, I, but, but I just left the gym and was talking with my buddy Derek Chisora, mm. who's a good friend of mine. And Derek's obviously a brilliant boxer. And and Tyson Fury having probably one of the greatest trilogies of all time. I'm, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect for these guys, and the Gypsy King is, is certainly like no other. He's, he's insanely charismatic. And, you know, we'd all hoped for a heavyweight match like the one we saw, so we were very lucky to witness it. You've not sparred with Mike Tyson, have you? You've not put yourself through. I mean, this, mm-hmm. I, that's, I imagine that would be a, a, quite a dangerous pastime. Well, it it would be dangerous. Um, what's more dangerous is that you're just sitting there with him. He's saying that he's microdosing, but he's taking handfuls of mushrooms. Oh. And so he may have a flashback yeah. and think, you know what I mean? At any point. And he could, he could bite your ear off. He could hit you with a left hook. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they've had, uh, they've done a couple of kind of for charity pro celebrity well, not pro-celebrity boxing, celebrity. So I think pro-celebrity boxing would be a massive mistake. But I quite so, enjoy it. Celebrities, <laughs> celebrities boxing each other. Is that something you'd ever want to indulge in? You know, uh, well, you, you brought up Mike. Mike is in incredible shape right now. Mm. I mean, he's, he's in his mid-50s. He trains every day. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tribute to, to his work ethic that he's able to get in there and look that good. But in terms of like having me, you know, get in there and mix it up with Peter Andre or something, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that's, I don't think anybody wins. 
when that happened. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do you, what about, <laughs> what, finally, what about the kind of YouTube boxing phenomenon? It kind of, I mean, look, it's very successful. I mean, I'm, mm. personally, I'm a bit uncomfortable with the whole thing. I don't know how you <laughs> feel about it as a fight fan. You know, it, it is uncomfortable to watch. But listen, these guys have a following that they've built up through hard work in that space. And, you know, you can hate, you can hate it all you want, you know, um, but they're bringing more eyeballs to the sport. Sure. And, you know, when they take on a real fighter, they're going to get crushed and that day will come. Um, and until then, they're navigating it. They're, t- they're fighting MMA guys that haven't spent their, their lives boxing. And these are, these are kids, you know, the, the Jake Paul brothers are big, strong kids from the Midwest who have the best trainers money can buy. Um, but no, I, I, I love the real fighters, you know. Um, and, and I, you know, when I was here shooting Mr. Selfridge, I would go to as many fights as I possibly can. So I've been lucky enough to see some great matches. So t- uh, tonight and tomorrow night, you've got an extra show, I see, tomorrow mm. night as well at 9.30. So uh, people I, are buying I, tickets. I, I had to add it. Maybe there was a mistake, but seem, people seemed to be buying tickets, and they said, <laughs> "Yeah." And I, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to get into it. It's, um, I, I am. I, I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I'm just very excited because yeah. I've been. I mean, I, and I'm not just saying this. I've been looking forward to this date more than any of the, of, the, of my dates in the states because, I just love it here, and I know how seriously you guys take your comedy, and um, so you know. I, it's going to be an honor to get up there and, you know, I'll, I'll text you guys. If you have a moment, I'd love to throw you guys some tickets or maybe even give away some tickets to one of your listeners. Okay. You know, give, I, I know people, listen, I'm Jewish and I love free stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jeremy, it's been great to talk to you. We wish you well with the gigs. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys. Take care of yourself. Take care. Jeremy Piven there. So at the Leicester, if you're in London, Leicester Square Theatre for the next couple of nights tonight, tomorrow night, an extra show at 9.30. If you fancy checking him out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Matt Maynard, the Glamorgan coach, former England batsman, is um, walking around Wales um, Mm. in his wellies. As you do. But for a very good cause. He joins us now. Good afternoon, Matt. Oh, (laughs) Just yeah. dropped off. I is mean, it he hard could... to walk in wellies. I suppose he is actually. No, you know, I, I walk, I walk, I dog walk in wellies for an hour. Or so I don't know if I can Do walk you? around Wales in them. Yeah, it's, mm. it's all right. You get a comfort... didn't know you hadn't. Get a comfortable pair Quite of wellies for you, isn't it? They well, they're not. They're not posh. They're not no, hunters. No, they're they're Dunlop. Oh, no, I just fair I, t- I turn them over. Basically, I cause I get cheap pairs. Yeah. I don't see the point of spending sixty quid on a pair of wellies. Yeah, tenner. Oh yeah, tenner on Amazon, no messing about. <laughs> and then one day I will walk for a puddle or or sort of a bit yeah. of standing water, and I get a wet sock, and I know it's time to job them in. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I, I, they they last me. They last me a good long time. I'm, mm. I'm 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 of the cheap school of welly. I mean, we weren't going to dwell on wellies. No, uh, when we got it when we got a big ma- part of the challenge. Though. Do you not own a welly? I don't <clears> actually. No. Well, yeah, okay. I could do living where I live because it does flood quite often. So. Okay, well I think you need more than a welly for a flood. You probably need <laughs> a canoe. I did think of getting a pedalo. I'm thinking, I was thinking of pedaling to work. <laughs> getting a sorry, getting a pedalo. Yeah, <clears throat> quite good. Me and John, yeah, John, when he used to live near me, mm. we, we could have pedaloed in together. We had a bloke on yesterday. We were asking uh, Charlie and John, uh, our producer, were sent talkie shirts by the club for the fine work they did as a thank you. Oh, that's very nice. Because yeah, they were paid. Mm, yeah. They were paid uh, in kind. If you like, they weren't well. given cash. And the listeners reacted by telling us tales of. Um, how they were paid in things other than cash. Mm. And one bloke uh, did some work for somebody and took payment of a canoe. 
Um, really? Yeah, he said, I'll have this big old yellow canoe. And he, he took it off the bloke yeah. and uh, stuck it in his garage. And he, his plan was to basically, um, he was going to, you know, canoe round Yorkshire. But he, <laughs> okay. he never left his garage. And in the yeah. end, thrushes started to nest in it. Oh, really? So um, <laughs> I, don't, I imagine your pedlo would be like that, Andy. Probably, yeah. I mean, the, the, the chances of it flooding to the point where you, your pedlo was used. You'd get Freddie Flint off round, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Make a day also, of it. Where would, where would I keep it? That's the thing, really. Well, that's, that's very true. You know, they're, they're quite, but where would you buy one? I mean, can you buy them online? I mean, how much do they cost? I could swim to work. This I could, what happens. If, I, if I was that woman who's just completed the 44th Channel Crossing, oh, yeah. I could swim down the river. It'd be quite like David Walliams. I mean, somebody must I mean, somebody must sell them because otherwise mm. they wouldn't be. I, I just thought they'd just go straight to the trade, though, didn't they? Yeah, OK, what are we looking at here? Um, Pedalo boat products for sale. See if they've got any on eBay for you, Andy. <laughs> okay, See how yeah. much you're going to have to pay. Matthew Maynard, unfortunately, his line is bad. Hence, uh, this is what we're doing. Um, okay, would well, you want? Get him on would there. you want one that's a swan? What about this? This yeah, is it's an actual swan, right? Well, it's not a real swan, obviously, but it's a it's a swan boat. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. you like that? Oh, it's uh, new. Swan pedalo pedal boat. I want for annual hire. Um, I, oh, no, that's you hire it. They want seventeen hundred quid for that. What? Just to hire it. Uh, no, no, that's uh, to buy it. But oh, then right, you could okay. you could hire it out. <laughs> it's been quite expensive to you hire could, it. You could just wheel it. To, yeah. it cost so you, you are to listening work. to Talk Sport. You could wheel it. <laughs> well, it's pedaling. You could, you could wheel it down to the Thames. They've got one that's a dragon <laughs> used dragon pedalo pedal boat, four or five seater in green. They're not cheap, Andy. I will tell yeah, you, yeah. two thousand three hundred ninety-five. That's second hand. I tell you what, be nice on the Thames. One with a slide on it. So yeah. the kids can go off. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> not a good. No, not yeah. not not with the undertow in the Thames. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. Um, so or th- th- I've got the Rainbow Deluxe Pedalo, sir. I can let you have that. Um, Fifty three people are watching it at the moment. That really, just I always yeah. doubt that thing when they say that because it's just there to make you tempt you to think. Ooh, is it? Well, I don't know. Okay. Are Fifty three people around the world really interested in buying a pedalo at this moment? <laughs> it's not. It seems Honestly, unlikely. Honestly, it's come to it? this. This is the moment. Seem, I think seem jumping unlikely. the shark seems to. Quite I did a good say to somebody I had a bit of lack of material today. Yeah. <laughs> well, when the, the guests don't turn up, that this really is, does it test. It's a disaster, isn't it? So uh, yeah, thousand and ninety nine quid if you if you're in. So there were just some of the things you didn't know or indeed care about the world of pedalo purchase. Yeah. Uh, boys, my last pair of wellies cost hundred and forty quid. They lasted me ten years. See, Ben, I would argue that I could buy ten pairs of ten quid wellies. Mm. Still getting the 10 years, and I'm 40 quid up. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, I mean they're, I'm sure yours have 140 quid. I'm sure yours are very mm. stylish. Um, you really well, there is, there, there is hunters. one. Hunters. Oh, yeah, let's not mess around. Really, yeah. Let's not mess around. That's what they're called. Yeah. I must get a pair for Cheltenham. That seemed quite appropriate. Really? I mean, we normally go in sort of March, and it's, it doesn't even rain normally <laughs> when we're there. You look a bit daft when you're going to, like, Selwyn Frog it, aren't you? There's one for the kids. <laughs> so unfortunately, we never got we never got through to Matt. We'll, we'll try and if we can a little bit later it's on. But a, he's, really he's walking thing, around yeah. Wales in wellies, and so it's understandable. And he's kind of he's kind of walking up Snowdon in them. So there's yeah. a pretty good chance that uh, that he had a bad line. But we didn't we get a chance to talk about England's great selection policy. No, we didn't. So it? let's try and get him back and have a good moan about uh, Liam Livingston not even being in the backup team. It's so bad though. It makes me so. Angry when they, you see the, some of the people they've picked, and you think, look, don't just look at the stats. Look at the player. Look at the 
the sort of temperament. Look mm. at what sort of a bloke he is and how he's taken to international cricket. Sure. I'm not going to name the others that have been picked ahead of him, but some of them, when they came in and were absolutely pitiful. Yeah. And you think, I just don't get this sort of devotion to stats. You know, use your eyes. It's a better idea. Um, Kyle, the Manchester United fan, has stepped up. He said, you can get an inflatable canoe or kayak. You could store that. The trouble is, Andy, how long would it take you to blow up a kayak? I also think it, it, my main strength... <laughs> You'd be there for hours. My main strength is in the legs, so it favours the pedalo rather than the canoe. Your main strength is in the legs. Because oh, yeah. your legs, you've told us before, are your best feature, They are, they? very much so, yeah. Shocking, isn't it? He says <laughs> stuff like that and without any means it. I do. So there we are. Um, we did our best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. Joining us now, man, we haven't chatted to for some time, understandably. Yeah, he, well, he normally goes on breakfast. Yeah. Bigger audience, you know. <laughs> Bigger audience, but he's slumming it with us today. <laughs> and we're delighted he is. It's uh, Ollie Murs. Hi, Ollie. How are you doing? Hi, gentlemen. It's good to talk to you. It's been too long. Been it too has long. been. It's Far been. It's, long. it's been a while. That's right. You normally you normally chatting to Alan or Laura. That's always yeah. <laughs> and what do you prefer? No, you don't I've have to answer got, that. <laughs> I've always got time for you, Sue. Always got time for you. <laughs> good. Now, um, the world of showbiz does throw up some odd opportunities, and uh, you've mm. got one of those at the moment. You've been basically sitting in front of the telly and stuff in your face, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a campaign. Pepper Army at the moment called Ban the Blands. And me, Ferdinand and Lad Baby have been been asked to get involved and um, try some of the the Britain Britain's most boring snacks. Um, and honestly, some of the snacks that we as British people eat is horrendous. Honestly, it's <laughs> and obviously, I suppose over lockdown and over the last couple of years, people have been a bit more inventive and they've been coming up with some really crazy combinations of food. So. Um, yeah, for example, I was I tried recently cottage cheese. Oh yeah, with na- what was it? it? I think we've lost him. There's cottage cheese with something. Cottage I'm, cheese I'm, with I'm something. Maybe we'll never no, find. Co- co- we lost nachos. you. Cottage nachos. cheese with nachos. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit odd. Which really. I thought, which I thought was horrendous. <laughs> and then they tried another one. We did another one where people are actually doing this. This is God's honest truth, guys. Popcorn with salad. Oh, dear. That, that's not, no, that's that's not a great combo, is it, really? God, <laughs> oh, dear. And, <laughs> and the, probably the worst one, which I think is possibly the worst, is Weetabix with no milk, just plain dry Weetabix with baked beans. Oh, oh, I've no. seen that. Yeah, that became a bit of a thing, didn't it? But I'm with you on that. That yeah. t- sounds. It sounds. These uh, all sound um, like combinations of things that you only had left in the cupboard and you come in with the munchies <laughs> and you just eat what's there. <laughs> No, it is. I think people are just going. I can't be bothered to go shopping. What can I put? What can I put together with something else? And they've, yeah, been a bit, been inventive with that. But um, yeah. So I'm doing this campaign with Pepperami where they've got these new chicken bites. Obviously, when I was younger, Pepperami was huge, and they always used to have the sausages, and everyone used to. My dad used to always have that salami in the fridge, and um, so to be out, they've got these new chicken bites. They've just got they've, they've got released. So um, so yeah. Nice snacks. Good, nice good. Fun, okay. Well, it'll keep, snacks, it'll keep but... you off the cottage cheese. Uh, <laughs> <It'll>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not as popular as it used to be. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's flying oh, no, off no. the shelves. <laughs> Most other things are. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you, you, you've been a busy man since we last spoke. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, uh, the voice is back next year. And I think you're involved in that at the moment, aren't you? Putting that together? 
yeah, I'm just here in Manchester filming now. It's been amazing. It's been um, a really great week. I've been sat chatting with Sir Tom and having some fun with him, which has been great. And he's always a great guy to chat to and yeah. be around. He's so full of knowledge and the stories he tells and with Anne-Marie and Will I Am. So, yeah, it's been it's been nice to do some live TV. We've got a live audience again and hearing people sing. It's it's great. Yeah. It's interesting, the voice is you know, still going strong and everything, but X Factor taking a rest or is it a permanent break, do we think? Um, I think at the moment it's just a break. I think it needed sometimes a lot of TV formats be on TV for so long. They just get a little bit, I don't know, people just get a bit bored of it. So I think it's time for it just to just uh, to take a break. And, you know, it's one of obviously a show that changed my life. So I hope it comes back at some point. But um, that means more people can watch The Voice. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that is true. Yeah, um, we saw you in Soccer Aid fleetingly because you, you, oh, yeah. you had an op, didn't you? Uh, a knee op. Yeah, it's been a difficult couple of years, fellas. To be honest with you, in terms of my health and my 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 leg particularly, I had an ACL reconstruction a couple of years back, and then I I did so well in two years doing physio and training and really sort of building the strength for your knee. And anyone that's that's had an ACL reconstruction, it's it's a long process, and you don't really feel normal after until about two years after doing it. Mm. And I was so excited. I, I just, you know, announced I was going back on tour and obviously Freedom Day arrived and I was at Newmarket Racecourse, you know, fantastic place to do a gig. And I I turned up my first show in two years or three years, actually. And the, after about the second song, I jumped in the air and I felt a pop in my knee. Oh, wow. And as I landed, I, I, I was in so much pain and, and I didn't know what had happened. And my first thought was, oh, my God, I've I've done my ACL again. And then um, I managed to see my surgeon the next day and and had a, an emergency scan. And what happened is two bones had lodged themselves into my kneecap um, or around the back of my knee. And um, yeah, it just I had to get them removed. And I've had to have my meniscus slightly tweaked. And it's just been a nightmare, really. So I'm still recovering. And Soccer Aid, as you guys mentioned, I I thought I was I could do something for the show for the show because you know such an amazing experience and I, I was gutted really, but you know, I managed to play 10 minutes and we raised tons of money. So thank you for everyone that, that donated. Were you able to keep performing? What happened? Did you, did you carry on? Yeah, I kind of went through the pain barrier, really lots of um, taking lots of um, ibuprofen and, and just trying to like get through the pain really. And it was, you know, I've, I've now actually got a, a stress fracture in my shin um, and it, it sounds a lot worse than it is but it's very painful um i'm able to walk and do you know day-to-day things but i'm not able to train as much but yeah but luckily the tour is over now i'm able to just rest try and get some good rest in and um yeah it's been difficult but hey it's you know we move move i suppose you know you like you do like a social game of football you like to turn out i suppose when you're touring you're gonna have to be careful now you know because you can't afford to to you know have a it's, kick about and, and injure yourself. It's mid-tour. old age, fellas. It's old <laughs> age. It's seven now. It's just happening. I'm just I'm feeling. I'm getting up in the mornings. A few little more tweaks. My arms are hurting. My elbows are hurting. I'm thinking, God, I'm only thirty-seven, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting old, fellas. I think. Oh dear. Now we should talk a bit of Manchester United. Um, what are you making mm. of what's going on at the moment? Um, I don't think it's been great to be honest. Um, I think we've been quite lucky this season. I think we've been scraping through a couple of wins. I haven't really watched the game and thought, wow, you know, this is actually the first game of the season, I think, against Leeds. We were brilliant. Mm. But since then, it's been a bit poor. So 
um, you know, it's a big season for Oli. I'm, I'm a big Oli fan. I love United and I think he's come in and really changed everything. The the atmosphere around the place. I think he's made some great signings. So I do think he has to win a trophy this season. I think if he doesn't, then there could be, you know, it could be, I don't know, you know, maybe someone else. But um, I just think that if, if, you know, he's got to win a trophy this season, that's massive for every United fan. We, we want him to win. You know, we want him to win something. I think it's time. The squad we've got, it needs to be, he needs to do, he needs to deliver something at least. Yeah, he's under pressure because, you know, you've got a man like Conte standing in the wings and you think, yeah, he'd do a good job there. But they've got a bunch of injuries and all. They've got no, no centre-halves, have they? Well, not first-choice ones anyway. Yeah, for the weekend, I saw mm. that. Yeah, I've just seen the news. Obviously, Varane's injured, Maguire. Um, yeah, but, you know, we've got enough attacking players on the pitch, I think, to, to cause um, Leicester some problems at the weekend. They'll be a tough team. They've got their injuries as well. I think Indeedy's injured. Mm. They've got a couple... Uh, injuries in their squad with Fafana as well so you know they've got a couple of key players out we've got a couple of key players out so I think it'd be an interesting game I'm just annoyed it's on at 3pm it's not on the telly so yeah. I can't watch it I'm annoyed um, but I'll be listening to it on, on TalkSport if it's on so yeah. oh, good man. Manchester United aren't on telly enough really are they? <laughs> no no <laughs> it's back the first, probably the first game you know in about what? 30 years where they've not been on telly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, just very, uh, just very quickly. Um, you never know with Cristiano Ronaldo; we can always get you out of jail. Have you met him? I just wondered. Uh, have, you, have you ever met him before? You know what? I haven't, mm. and I've been um, in texting Darren Fletcher. He works at the. He's obviously at United now. He's like the technical. Was he technical director or something like that at the club? He's like mm. you know top job there. So, I've been speaking to Fletch, and I said, "Look, I have to meet Cristiano Ronaldo at some. I don't know how. I don't know when, but." Um, you know, I've been obviously like everyone really, just to meet the great man and just to talk to him and just to don't know. He just, I just love to get a photo with him and to tell my children because he's you know one of the greatest footballers of all time, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to be up there. He's <laughs> going to be up there in the history. So I, I want to be able to tell my grandchildren that I met Cristiano Ronaldo at some point. So I am going to be um, badgering Fletch the whole the whole next two years that he's at the club to try and meet him. Yeah. Never met him though. Would love to. Now, if you get on with him, he'll call you every day like that MMA wrestler. Yeah, you will. That's right. You could become like you become best friends forever. Uh, well, it was funny. Who's yeah. at Soccer Aid and James Arthur was there, and obviously we're both singers. We both did X Factor. You know, we both do our own thing. And he was telling me that um, Ronaldo was messaged him um, because he wants him to do his birthday party. I was oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you believe that? Do you? But there yeah. was me. There was scrolling through my Instagram trying to find a DM from him but there was none there oh, you know. well uh, good yeah. good to talk to you yeah, again great. it's been a while and uh, yeah you're touring next year as well aren't you is that right yes um, touring next year 2022 um, I've got hopefully new music coming next year and just you know try and live a good life so I can't wait to, to come back on the road see the fans um, hopefully my knee will be better and it'll be some good shows. If you guys ever want tickets, please let me know. I'd love to um, have you guys there. I really Come would. Come along, yeah. Ant. Me and Ant. We'll safely be the oldest in <laughs> the oh, audience. I but that, that, won't, that won't stop us. That won't stop <laughs> no, us. No, no, be good. So, <laughs> cheers, Ollie. All the cheers, best. Ollie. Lovely to talk Thanks. to you again. Take care, fellas. Great to talk to you. Take care. There we are, there's uh, Ollie Mers there. So catch him on tour. The voice is back next year as well. Um, so, uh, lots more to come this afternoon. It's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, um, mm. Mark Pugh has spoken to you on the show before, the uh, former Bournemouth and uh, QPR winger. He has a real interest in uh, nutrition. 
uh, and and food generally. And mm. uh, Andy, I know, follows him on Instagram and, and keeps an eye on what he's up to. And he's been doing some really interesting stuff with Academy, so certainly at um, at Swansea City. So we thought we would uh, catch up with him again. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Yeah, we're good, you thank good. you. Yeah. So this is an interesting debate. Was this like a something you floated to Swansea, or was it an invitation to come in and talk to their young players, their academy players, about nutrition? Yeah, it was an invitation, and uh, I have you guys to thank, to be honest, because uh, when I last came on your show, uh, the lady who just got a new role at the club, um, she approached me, uh, said, I love what you do. Uh, can you come and uh, have a chat with the boys? Uh, so I put together a presentation on nutrition, uh, fuel for performance, uh, different um, benefits to carbs, protein, fat, fuel for performance, um, and, you know, different routines such as your sleep, your attitude toward things. Um, and, yeah, it went really well. Got some great feedback off the lads. And, um, yeah, it's something I'm really passionate about. And I just love to, um, you know, teach the younger lads, you know, how to live a healthy lifestyle and um, take the performance to the next level. Such a good idea, this. And I know how passionate you are and uh, how skilled you are as well. So I, I do feel there's a, there's a book in this. There's a cookbook in this for, for footballers. There's got to be. Oh, who knows? I mean, yeah, like I say, I'm absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, and like I say, it's, um, I was never taught this as a young lad. Uh, we never had anything like this. Um, and I did some practical sessions with them as well, taught them how to cook, how simple it is to, you know, look after yourself because um, it's so important. And sometimes I think nutrition is overlooked um, because a lot of footballers are naturally gifted. Obviously, they work really hard as well. But if you're improving them small percentages, whether it be your diet, whether it be your sleep, your recovery, I think it all adds up. Um, having known somebody who had sort of uh, academy footballers in their house, I know that the clubs, I'm sure it's the same at Swansea everywhere, this was a Premier League club, they do keep a very close eye. They say to the, the people that they're staying with, they can't eat this, they can't eat that, you've got to cook this, they're very, very strict dietary rules. But I suppose it, it, it's getting them to buy into it, not just the club saying, don't do this, don't do that. It's important really that they understand why, because when they're away from the club, they, they can pop into McDonald's and maybe do some things they shouldn't do. I think that's the important part when they're away from the club. I mean, Swansea City's got an unbelievable academy. The setup's great. Uh, the chef puts on some great food for breakfast and lunch from. But yeah, it's going away. It's, it's, it's teaching them and getting underneath the surface as to why they need to be putting, you know, X, Y, and Z in the body and what they should be avoiding because I always bang on about, you know, refined sugar, re refined carbohydrates, which, you know, they can have a negative effect on your performance. So I think teaching them the fundamentals and on, you know, the, the health benefits towards the different food groups, um, it can take them a long way. And you're still developing recipes and things, aren't you? The other day, so spent the day in the kitchen working on new healthy recipes. Yeah, to be fair, I've uh, I've been trying to write quite a few, and um, you know it's something I'm really keen on doing, um, especially your your healthy baking. I mean, there's a lot of uh, baking out there that can be really bad for you, lots of flour, sugar, butter, that kind of thing. So trying to use different ingredients such as your your oats and your maple syrup, honey for your sweetener, um, and avoiding your your things that are not very good for your body. I think I'm really keen uh, on trying to get new recipes out there and help people to everyone's got a sweet tooth everyone loves a little sweet treat but i think it's trying to find ways of avoiding the bad things for your body
How much did it change during your career, going back to when you were at this sort of stage, when you were sort of 16, 17 or whatever? How much did the the, the clubs change the way they sort of fed the players and how much... did how, When did you start to take it more seriously, if you like? Oh, I, I mean, I never got any of this when I was young and recovery food for me was um, after college, get yourself a chip body um, <laughs> when you, and uh, you didn't think too much about it. And I look back and I think... If I'd have taken it more seriously, could I climb the ladder a lot quicker than I did? I mean, I didn't eat badly, but I didn't know, you know, what to fuel my body with properly, and I probably didn't recover as well as I should. Um, and yeah, food wasn't provided like it is today. I mean, the chefs in football clubs, especially Championship upwards, are excellent, um, and the food is very nutritious. So, like we touched on uh, briefly, it's when you're away from the club, you need to be accountable. Yeah. Um, so um, you're without a club at the moment, Mark, aren't you? What's what's your situation? Are you are you hoping to get get back in potentially? Yeah. So I'm not officially retired. Um, the right opportunity <clears throat> just hasn't come up, um, but I'm not actively looking for something at the minute. I'm keeping my mind busy. Um, obviously keeping fit. I'm playing football um, three times a week with my, with my mates, five v five, and uh, keeping fit in that respect. And I'll just take it as it comes. I'm I'm just really. Um, fortunate and blessed that I've got another passion and um, I'm enjoying life at the moment and um, you know who knows what you know the next couple of months couple of years will bring it's it's been a tough week for your old club Bournemouth after that diagnosis of David mm. Brooks he's very positive which is which is great and obviously we and all the TalkSport listeners wish him well but yes I imagine it's been a pretty tough week for the club yeah really tough I mean it's it's never a nice word to hear cancer, um, especially to twenty-four-year-old Brooks. He's a great lad. Um, you know, he's—I've not got a bad word to say about him, and I just wish him a speedy recovery. I dropped him a message in the week, and uh, he's had a lot of love from the football world. And you know, um, it, like I say, there must be a lot of upset people about it. Um, great news it's only uh, stage two um and so i'm told it's, it's very treatable um which is a good sign that the club picked up on it so quickly i think it was wales weren't it that mm. uh, it was away with so yeah i mean uh, horrible but um everyone will be with him and um certainly my prayers will be too absolutely yeah along with ours um Definitely. and just finally if if somebody else from another club is listening this afternoon you've enjoyed what you've done at swansea you'd, you'd probably like the opportunity to do it elsewhere oh i'd absolutely love it i mean i've had a couple <clears throat> of inquiries um i've had a couple of messages which has been really nice uh, a lot of good feedback and uh I've probably had messages from 10 to 12 of the lads asking me, you know, a bit of information on how to improve themselves. So it's been great. And yeah, I'll be open minded to go in, into, you know, all the clubs in the country. So Excellent. No, I love it. So you can still issue a come and get me plea, <laughs> even when you're not playing. It's still the same thing. Cheers, Mark. All the best. Good stuff. Appreciate you having me on. Cheers. Take care. Mark Pugh there, the former Bournemouth and QPR winger, doing lots of good work around nutrition and sport. It's so important, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Especially with yeah, these guys. For You're right. Knows. This is why guys got so much longer careers now, the yeah, way they look absolutely. after themselves. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The IPL final is underway. I've dipped yes. in and out throughout the tournament. Andy, has it been a good one or not? Uh, the first part of it was, um, but no, the second part, I've not been that interested in. The pitches haven't been that conducive. Let's hope there's a decent wicket because there have been some low scores. It's always good because they've got a lot of good players, but uh, yeah, 
there have been better ones. Yeah. You know, whenever it's not in India, it's it's not a good thing. Really. No, it's not quite. The Did same, you see the? Uh, Br- I, I met this guy, Doctor Willard Wigan. He specialises yeah. in pinhead art. Pinhead art, and he is utterly brilliant. This guy, mm. and his version of Tyson Fury, it's, it's amazing. It's, it is it? fantastic. The yeah. size of a matchstick, basically. Yeah, it's the head of a matchstick. Head of he a matchstick. carves it from, doesn't he, with this sort of incredible work, super microscope thing he uses. Yeah, magnifying glass. Uh, it's time for uh, one uh, one of my. Uh, Sections that I bring in occasionally when I've got anything else to talk about. Column fodder, I like to. Oh, call column it. fodder. Yeah, this is uh, basically where people write these sort of weekly columns about stuff that just doesn't matter. Like okay. this. <laughs> What is the correct height to hang pictures? Wandering around the staggering Wallace collection in London the other day, it struck me that many of the pictures hung above the doors and mantelpieces were difficult for me to see clearly. Am I at five foot four too short? Yes. Or are they too high? No. And who cares? Thank you. <laughs> Column fodder there, Andy's, Andy's occasional series. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of people saluted the woman who uh, swam the uh, channel for the 44th time. And, yeah. uh, but I'm I'm glad to say, some judging from social media, I wasn't the only person to say, "What's the point?" <laughs> but well done. Yes, I mean, you, yeah, you probably were the the, the first. The uh, seeing that somebody was brave enough mm. to run up behind Chris Eubank in uh, at the Edgware Road in London and nick his Louis Vuitton man bag mm. um, uh, it reminded me of that football do we went to that dinner when. Chris, um, you were going to sit next to Chris's wife, his oh, first yeah. wife. Do you remember you, that, yeah. And uh, he moved the name tags around, so he was sitting next to her, and mm. you were sitting the other side. And you said, oh, have you moved it, Chris? He said, yeah, I don't like to put temptation in a man's way. He said, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come on to your wife with you sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> it was, but he it? said, well, you know, I just... And he took, but I think, yeah, yeah. You, that's quite brazen, yeah, is it? Know. I mean, the, the guy, he obviously only saw Chris from the back, but he's got fairly, you know, quite a well-known silhouette. Not many people yeah. like that, carrying a, a man bag around. And he's, the guy just sprinted off. I know. Well, Terrible. It's typical. It's, it is. It <laughs> so, is. Uh, let's hope we can get it back because he said there, there's not a lot yeah. of them around. They're they're very rare apparently. And uh, Salt Bay. Have you ever seen anybody have so much publicity it's for been a restaurant? Great, yeah. It's incredible, isn't yeah. it? And uh, honestly, the people that went there spent I can't remember. It was an absolutely obscene amount of money, mm. and they only spent about fifteen hundred quid on food. The rest of it was petrus wine. You know, because they petrol. <laughs> if they've got petrol, I'm going there. The same price. Yeah, I think it is nine thousand pounds a bottle. What about... Oh, oh man. It's, it's really... It's obscene, isn't it, really? But you can't blame him. Although Gemma Collins has claimed that she feels quite guilt-ridden after eating at Salt Bay. She spent 1,400 she, quid, didn't she? she claimed she didn't realise it was expensive. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at some of the non-sporting TV if uh, if you fancy taking some in over the weekend. And as always, uh, the Stars uh, TV columnist Mike Ward is your man. Good afternoon, Mike. Hello, Mike. I'm here. Oh, I'm you're here. there. We yeah. can hear you. Yes. I was going to have to read miming. <laughs> I was miming. Yeah. Always stuff. good on radio. Uh, now, we, we always have Brighton Corner, so we'll get that out of the way. Mm. Um, Norwich, uh, they got a point last time yes. out, so they'll be buoyed. Um, they will, yeah. You know, you've got a few injuries, haven't you? You've a few got, injuries, yeah. Danny Warbeck in particular is a, yeah. it's, it's a bit of a concern. So, yeah, I, I mean, obviously looks relatively straightforward on paper, but, um, yeah, Norwich will be buoyed by a point. And, and, you know, they've had a lousy start to the season, but... Uh, 
I'm, I'm slightly more anxious than, than you know, maybe I should be. But then a close one of my best friends is a Norwich fan, and I go and watch Norwich quite a lot. So oh. uh, I have a soft spot for them. So I can, <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna lose, I can think of worse teams to lose. Let's just hope we don't. Yes. Yeah. Um, tonight, seven thirty, Channel Four, stand up to cancer, a big, big kind of marathon fundraiser. Yeah, this is the latest the uh, of their uh, fundraisers, seven thirty till twelve thirty. So it's it's a whole you know typical sort of lineup of. Um, both comedians and people who aren't necessarily known for comedy, but who are going to be turning up in sort of cameo appearances and sketches and mm-hmm. uh, and what have you. But you know, Josh Widdicombe, Rosie Jones, Mo Gilligan, other sort of the obvious comedy contributors. There's loads of Joe Lysett throughout the evening, and Adam Hills, Alan Carr, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, whether you enjoy it or not is again, as with all these things, if you can give a bit of money, then great, and uh, you are free to carry on watching or look elsewhere. And, and before we move yes. on to the next one, where are you with Squid Games? You, yeah, you I'm nowhere. Think, if I'm honest, the producer, really. really? I mean, do you feel do you feel almost a duty to give it a try because the world is talking about it? No, I'm very. I have that strange, contrary nature of mine that makes me not want to do something. Whenever I read something in one of those magazine articles, it says everyone's talking about, it, I'm thinking, well, why? Talk about something else. <laughs> you and Andy must get on very well, <laughs> good, isn't it? Yeah. Perfect. Well, the so producer that's, that's been a very helpful con- <clears throat> contribution to the debate. I appreciate that. Yeah. Would you the, like me to go away and watch it? And talk well, about no, it? you don't have to. I mean, he, he, he just said uh, the, the, the sixth episode was one of the best hours of telly he's ever watched. Okay. I mean, it said it's so yeah. a lot of people. Talk, they, it said you know don't watch it dubbed. Watch it in the Korean with subtitles because the dubbing's not stunning. There's some no, bad, I have seen he that. Tells there's talkie bad matches. They, there's no talkie in it. I mean, I'm surprised he's even watched it. So he's not even a mention of talkie, as, as far as I can tell. Uh, but you are, we are turning to Netflix now for Bad Sport, which yeah, is right up is, the listeners' street. Absolutely, obviously. this is a new uh, documentary uh, series that has just uh, uh, dropped, dropped, as I believe the kids oh, say. Yeah, um, each uh, six films, sort of an hour long or thereabouts, each looking at a sort of significant scandal that's hit the world of sport over the last. Uh, 20 odd years or so um, including Salt Lake City in uh, in 2002 the Winter Olympics I'd forgotten this to be honest because as you know me and cold things don't mix well no that's true um, so it's the pig, uh, it's the, it's the, the pig skating <laughs> it's the pair's pig, figure skating pig yeah, they drop, pig surely that's going to be on ITV soon channel, it's channel 5 I think it's quite hard skating. to teach them it'd be hard for Sam to do the voiceover <laughs> on that will it will Oinky get through to the next yeah yeah apparently the Canadian pair and the Russian pair were sort of you know the favourites by a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the day, it was fairly obvious that the Canadians had, had put in a better performance, but it seems that it looked as if the rush, the the the, uh, the judges had been uh, you know, somebody had approached the judges and <laughs> yeah, persuaded them approached. to give the, the, the gold to the Russians. So there's that controversy. Nice. Um, uh, and obviously the football, uh, the Italian football match-fixing scandal yeah. was massive as well. So uh, And there's uh, Hansi Kronjer and all that Hansi stuff. Hansi yeah, of course, yeah, the other yeah, one as well. Sounds, sounds like a good series. Yeah. Bad Sport on Netflix from today. Um, tomorrow evening, Channel 5, 9 o'clock, yeah. the Madame Blanc series <laughs> with Sally Lindsay, very seasoned Sally comedy does, comedy actress. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff for Channel 5. I think mm. she, she's, she's been in about three or four Channel 5 dramas over the last 18 months or so. This latest, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I mean, it's, it's it, she plays a sort of an, uh, an antique dealer whose husband meets a sticky end while he's away on a trip to France and she discovers that they're bankrupt and she flies over there and and finds out all sorts of murky goings on and he had a secret life she didn't know about it's but it's a sort of one of those murder mysteries that you think is this meant to be sort of whimsical Miss Marpley or is it meant to be a bit darker and it just I don't quite get where it's coming from initially. Mm. It's one of those things you might want to stick with, but uh, it's an interesting time to put it on at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. That's mm. quite rare for Channel 5. So yeah. Robin Asquith. Robin Asquith, yeah. yes. Confessions. Uh, yes, Sue Holdness from Only Fall. Steve Edge, who you've seen in things like Phoenix Nights. Yep. A good cast. 
It is a good cast, absolutely, yeah. 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 So that's yeah. Uh, nine o'clock tomorrow night on Channel 5. Strictly is shorn of a, a couple of dancers, one who's had to pull out and one who's, uh, who's injured in Ugo Monje. So he's back, isn't he? So, yeah, so obviously, I, I don't know quite how... Uh, every year there's always somebody who pulls out or whatever, so we get to the end and think, well, how's this going to ex- affect the whole you know run of the series? But they find a way around it. And the ones out at the top, Rose Ailing Ellis from EastEnders is still... Uh, and John Waite are the two that are really... Sort of I'm surprised at that because AJ, I've been watching this. I don't normally yeah. watch oh, this. Okay. I'm absolutely not. You're watching a bit of TV to... with you wouldn't normally watch yeah, with your with missus. Them, yeah. Exactly. And uh, AJ Adudu mm. to me looks the class of the field. <laughs> <laughs> very sport. <laughs> very sport. I think. I, I yeah. I, I mean, as with all all these things, every, the, the top three or four just swap places all all the time, don't they? For for so, well, I say don't they? I don't know. You know, if we watch it as religiously as I do, but it's uh, over mm. the course of the weeks, you, you know, you've got no real idea, and very often as somebody who's you know. Who's, who's 100 to 1 at one point suddenly you know climbs up the uh, up the field so um you know it's early days as yeah. they say I've, but not, well, are... I've, I've not watched it i was traumatized by watching every week on tv burp so mm. it feels yeah like that's enough but um greg wise i take it has not been that great well you would have thought the amount of acting he'd done there'd been a bit of a dancing in there somewhere but he's struggling is he he is dancing, yeah and again yeah. he's, he's uh, the last betting i looked at 250 to 1 Blimey. um and so obviously odds on favorite to go um tomorrow night or will they pretend right. to be Sunday yeah Channel 4 9pm <laughs> on Sunday um, Celebrity Trash Monsters What's Your Waist Size and that's yeah, a waist really a pro Waist I should say uh, is spelt W-A-S-T-E oh, in, this, okay. in this context yeah. because it's about uh, um, three celebrities namely John Barnes Kerry Katona and Jodie Kidd mm-hmm. uh, are egged on by John Richardson, who's who's a keen environmentalist, mm-hmm. uh, to take part in this experiment, where for a fortnight they go around dressed in this specially made expanding suit into which they stuff all their rubbish, everything they consume, everything they throw, or would normally put in a bin, whether it's a standard bin or a recycling bin, including food. They put in these, effectively, this suit that's just it looks like a load of see-through <laughs> carrier bags strapped to them. Um, they're not wearing them all the time, you know, intermittently. Um, and the idea is to sort of. And if that's their... not entertainment, I don't know what is. Well, <laughs> what a load of rubbish! Uh, the <laughs> idea is to draw attention to how much they, um, yeah. how much they consume. John Barnes is um, uh, eats a lot of takeaways, so he's obviously getting through quite a lot of those foil containers and whatever. But none of them are that keen. It's 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 a bit heavy-handed in the point it's trying to make. But I guess if it makes people stop and think, yeah, yeah, a pizza then... box in a suit. Well, they fold it up. <laughs> oh, I see. They oh. fold it up with the bits of the leftover pizza still in it, mm. and even <laughs> there's one bit where Kerry Katona sh- shouts to who I don't know it's a partner whatever just shouts you're not going to put that lobster in there are you <laughs> you don't get that on many you don't TV get shows a, that's a t-shirt slogan I can't believe Britain's best woodworker is on as well that's next yes. week Britain's best woodworker with <laughs> Mel Goodroy they've got to make a bed haven't they they yeah. are well so I made my formulaic. bed this morning but I never get onto a reality show yeah. but yeah it's a new uh, series where nine nine sort of woodworking types of various degrees of experience mm. gather at a, a workshop in, in Wales where they're challenged to show their dem- demonstrate their creativity and their ingenuity right. with a chisel, a saw, and such like. <coughs> That's one to look forward to next Thursday, Channel yes. Four uh, at eight pm. Thank mm. you, Mike. We'll catch you. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll catch Thank you, with you next week. There Cheers, we are. Guys. It's Mike Ward from the Star with his pick. Uh, episode six of Squid Game is indeed the best episode of TV ever produced. Another bold claim there from Carl from Bolton, agreeing with our producer. I'm feeling feeling the pressure. Yeah. Feeling the pressure to watch one. I can't watch all nine. I've watched the first one. I loved it. But oh, I, you watched it, but you, really. You've watched one. Yeah, loved it.
But, you know, right. so I haven't got the commitment. You know, it's different. Nine episodes, you know. <laughs> I'm not... I can't. What if you like, do you I, I do, often do You're this You sit and watch two hours of Strictly. No, no, but I watch... I watch yeah, I know, it's different. But I watch... Uh, it's live sport. I'll watch an <laughs> hour. I'll watch the first one, and I'll probably watch eight and nine. That would be enough. Oh, Andy, that's not the way you do things, yeah, is it? Yes, goodness sake. Anyway, enjoy Brentford versus Chelsea. Yes, I don't think I kick will. off. I don't won't. celebrate. Don't get into trouble. But we do expect some quite interesting stories on Monday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We're back on Monday, aren't we, Andy? Pouring over the I results. Don't get, um, we get attacked <laughs> by the Brentford. They're not like that. Nah, the Brentford fans in the fun. posh seats. If it's like seven it's nil Chelsea. Posh. So what are you going to do if it's sort of yeah, if you actually seven it eight won't nil? Be that, it so won't be. It, it won't be, be fine. Then. Anyway, if you come out in one piece, we'll see you on uh, Monday. Um, have a good weekend. Don't forget the Clips of the Week podcast is also also available where you got this one. Uh, yes, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.